Welcome everybody to the Bridge Builders Community Church Sermon Podcast. You are listening to one of our messages from our weekly gathering. We hope you sit back, enjoy, and be blessed. Who's preaching today? Actually, you know what? I'm not preaching. I said that. I'm I'm just talking. You know, Jay Jay asked, just like he did with the you know Mike probably and Jewel and me. He he didn't tell tell me. He said, "Hey, this is what we're going to do. Do you want to? Do you want to?" And you know, my first thought was no, (laughs) no, and and then. And I was thinking, how am I going to grow? You know, if I don't do something, how am I going to grow? And he gave you the list of of people or, you know, to preach through. And I didn't see the little drummer boy on there. <laughs> and it's amazing how much there is about the little drummer boy. So... <laughs> I just went down the list that he gave, and is it Simon? There's Simon. I, I didn't really know anything about him. You know, I I asked and I read a, a little bit, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not an old guy, you know. Um, Anna, I said, okay, well, I'm not a woman either. So then Joseph, but already I think I talked to Jay that Jeff was going to do Joseph. So I was like, all right, that's fine. After a while, I said, all right, you know what? The shepherds. I'm, I'm a blue-collar worker. They were blue-collar workers. So, you know, all right. And then I was also thinking, like, how do you even do this? I don't even know who they are. How am I supposed to say something through their eyes? I, you know, I'm not friends with them. I don't know them. I read, like, four verses on them. There's nothing. You know, so I chose the shepherds. Let me just pray and then I'll try to get started. Father, I thank you for this opportunity that, you know, you would use this to, to try to draw me more in alignment with you so that, so that I could hear what you're saying. You know, I, I think you're talking to us all the time. And we're just not in alignment to hear you. We're not on the same frequency. And, you know, so I, I would ask that you would use this time now to draw me in alignment with you, that I could hear what you're saying, that I could maybe get a glimpse of what it looks like through your eyes, and that you would use the Holy Spirit to flow through me this morning, Lord. Father, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you don't mind, I'm going to just read it again. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, 
For behold, I bring you news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly, bang, there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising and praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he is blessed. He is pleased. Sorry. When the angels went away from him, went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Who were these shepherds? Who were shepherds? At that time... They were, they were nobodies, you know, they were low people. They weren't, they weren't allowed to testify in any courts. They weren't really, I think, like allowed or welcomed in town, you know, just to go around. You only went and dealt with them if you were going to, you know, buy some uh, wool or meat or to some others to get your sacrifice, you know, and, and even then the the scholars or the religious leaders would, you know, warn you, you know, be careful. It's probably stolen or they're going to try to rip you off or something. That's who they were, you know, and it just like, why, why did God choose them? Why the shepherds in, but in Mark two, verse 17, but the second half of 17, it says, I came not to call the righteous, but for sinners. And then in John ten eleven, he says, "I am the good shepherd, and a good and the good shepherd lays down his life for for the flock." So he's now starting to tell us why the shepherds and really they're just everyday ordinary people, right? And so yes, they sin. You know, we sin, and and shepherds also. What is their calling? What do they do? You know, they take care of. These other innocent, they shepherd, I hate using the same word to define it, but they take care of these animals and they have to care for them. Which in the, in this, so I, you know, I started digging a little deeper. What, what shepherds? So apparently there were shepherds that shepherd goats and sheep for wool and meat and stuff like that. And then there were shepherds that shepherd the, the animals for the sa- first, just for the sacrifice. And in Micah 4, 8, it, and this is what I think is so cool about stuff is you can go to the old Testament and read this stuff. And however many years later, they, here it is. So let me see if I can find that real quick. And it says, and you, O tower of the flock, Hill of the daughter of Zion, to you shall it come. The former dominion shall come. Kingship for the daughter of Jerusalem. 
So I think there's, he's saying these specific shepherds are going to get this message. And so that's what I'm going to go with, that these shepherds that uh, were the ones who were at this, ta- it was called the Tower of the Flock. And in some of the historic records, they say that there was a tower that the shepherds could stand at night and look out over their their animals. And so I think that's who these guys were. And that's my little history of these guys, so or these shepherds. They're there at night. They could be sitting around their campfire. Maybe they're on the tower or whatever. And an angel comes to them and, and starts telling them, you know, about the birth of Christ. And, and after he tells them that, bang! You know, all these angels start show up and they're singing and, and praising God. And, you know, they're like, what? Just their minds are blown. My other thought was, as that was all happening, okay, an angel comes. First, how amazing and crazy is that, that you see a physical angel? Because I, I don't think it's happened many times in the Bible. I think a lot of the guys have had visions or, you know, dreams or something, but an angel. Then it says, a multitude of hosts shows up. I was like, okay, what, how many is that? The Greek word for host is stratia, which may sound Spanish coming from me, but apparently it's Greek. And it refers to the heavenly bodies. So in other words, a host is compared to the stars in the sky. And how much light pollution did they have back then? They're looking up at the sky and there's just stars and stars and stars. So if a host is compared to all the stars in the sky... How many is a multitude of hosts? So it just must have been real mind-blowing. And if the angels are amazing as they've, you know, we think they are, what's their singing like, you know, and praising? And then they're gone. It's dark again. And their little fire's going. And what did they do? You know, did they, did they look at each other and start debating what what they just saw? You know, like snobbish theologians or something or you know a pompous politician or uh you know an arrogant businessman you know going was that real was that you know no when the angel angels went away they looked at one another and they were like let's go see this thing that was just told to us and they jumped up and and they headed out with haste you know like so they're probably running or walking really fast as so then I'm, okay, well, what does that look like? You have this group of them. We don't know how many. And they're despised people. It's late at night, or it's at night. I don't know how late, but it's at night. And they're going to go into Bethlehem and start. And they don't know where Mary and Joseph, they don't even know it's Mary and Joseph. They don't know where this baby is. They just know it's a baby wrapped up, and it's in a feeding trough. So it's in a stable somewhere. So they're going through the town. Hey, do you know of anybody who just had a baby? Do you know? And there was no rooms. Do you know? And and you can imagine what the you know the it's probably business owners and wealthier people who are moving through town or you know after dinner out or something like that, right? And so they're kind of put back or put out by that. And then they find them, and they just kneel down and they know it's you know. Jesus and they're 
they're praising them and they're telling Mary and Joseph what what just happened to them. And and they're like, oh man, this is amazing. You guys, are, we, can, we can't believe it. And they get up and they got to go back to work. They got to go back to the field. But on the way back out, they're going back out through town. They're like, yes, we found it. You're not going to believe it. You know, God told us. And they, you don't know how educated they are or anything, but they probably know some of the Old Testament scriptures and stuff. And so they know some of these old things that God said he was going to do this. And now the angel just verified it. And so they, they head out and they're telling everybody what, what happened to them. Why aren't they afraid of any of the repercussions of their actions? Right? You know, because if they just walked in on any other night, they either, who knows what would have happened to them. They could have been beaten. They could have had the constable called on them. They, they might have been banned from selling anything in the town square again. But they weren't afraid. I mean, they just, right, how would you be? You just saw angels and stuff. So they were obedient and faithful. And then they went back to work. We don't hear any more about them. So that's where I was wondering, what's God trying to tell us? And then this morning, he just like started telling me a ton of things that, that he was, is telling us, which I set off to the side for another, another Sunday. But I think one thing that he's saying is there is a way he does things. And it's, it seems like it's never the way we think it should be done. All right. And so the other part of that was, I think he wants us to tell what he does. So my thought was in our lives, you know, as we look at our lives and we have a plan for our lives, we know how our lives, how we want our lives to be. And God has a, God has a plan for our lives. And so as we go through our lives, if we can ask him to help us get into Alignment, like I prayed for this morning with him so we can hear what he's saying and see what he's seeing. We'll look at our lives and see how he's been working in it and orchestrating in it. And, you know, we don't probably understand or agree with a lot of how he does it, but we need to be able to say it. We need to be able to, through our lives, tell our story and you know, as we're talking to people, be like, oh, yeah, you know, God did that. So for the Maras, it looks like this. People will say, oh, you guys are amazing. You're great. You, the Mara family did these amazing things. And, well, okay, yes and no. We, Amanda and I got married. We had a plan. This is what we wanted to do. We're going to do this. We're going to, you know, get married. We're going to have children at, at this time. We're, and then we're going to have another one two years later. And so a boy or girl first doesn't matter, but one of each that just like that. And then a third for a bonus, whatever. It could be a boy or a girl. And, and okay, four, throw in another one, whatever. So three was good for me. And, but your head is down. You're going through your life, you know, and you're having your trials and struggles and all of this stuff. And now fast forward a little bit, you look back and you can, you can look back at any point. You don't have to wait X amount of years. And if our lives went the way we planned, 
we wouldn't have the friends that we have. If you even go back to before we got married, I might have been in the Coast Guard, or I, you know, and so I wouldn't have married who I married. We would have had, we wouldn't have had the friends that we have because our plan was accelerated. It was six years before we got pregnant with Kirsten, and then you know, two years later, we were ready. Another one, you know, we're ready, and so we wouldn't have had the friends we had. We might not have moved back to Poughkeepsie slash High Park. We wouldn't have been in a position for God to put in front of us that we should become foster parents. We wouldn't have adopted these children. We, we wouldn't have been here at Bridge Builders Church. You know, there's so many things. So I think, what did the shepherds do? They weren't ashamed or worried about their status in in society or anything. They just told the story. And what did it say? It said, the people, in some versions, it says they wondered on what the shepherd said. Some says that they pondered. Because probably everybody who heard them also knew all of the Old Testament scrolls and scriptures and stuff. And so, uh, and then you don't hear about the shepherds anymore, but maybe two years later or something, these magi show up. And, and you know, it also, even Bethlehem was a small it wasn't like it was a huge metropolis. So you have these princes from other countries coming. So shop owners and people are like, uh, why are they here? And now they're like, well, you remember the shepherds and their story, even though we don't hear about them anymore, is still working through people's minds. And, okay, fast forward 2,000 years to you and me. And we're telling our stories and and we're not necessarily telling it. You're not telling your story because you're like, well, I'm going to tell you my story because I'm going to, you know, you're going to get saved. You're just, you're telling your story out of humility and out of your awe and amazement that God loves you and how he, you are now seeing him working in your lives. You'll, you probably will never know what that story has to somebody, but they're probably pondering it. I think that's the thing was for us to be obedient, to be faithful, to be humble, and just tell our story as we go through life. Yeah, you know, that we are, we're not to be ashamed of who we are, what we do, what our lives look like, you know, because when we're in alignment with God and we hear Him, we see us and everybody with with his eyes you know when we're when we're over here and it happens you know we all we all have those times we're seeing us like how probably the pharisees and religious leaders see the shepherds god didn't see him that way he used them to announce his his coming into man so ponder that over the next few days as you know we're seeing our friends and family and stuff and celebrating Christmas and what God is saying to you that it's okay to tell tell your story